Let's pray. Lord, open our hearts and minds to your word of generous love and gracious challenge. Help us to offer what we have and who we are for the work of your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. We all know that this week we've seen weighty discussions by powerful people on the biggest issue of our times, the climate and environmental crisis that we face. And it's vital that those discussions go on and commitments are made by government and corporations globally. But this morning I want to step back from those huge concerns and powerful people. Step back from all those big political debates and focus for a while on small things. Because small things are important and can in fact have their place in challenging the big and the powerful. You only have to look at a young lady called Greta Thunberg to see that. The economist Yves Schumacher wrote a hugely influential book called Small is Beautiful back in the 1970s. In it, he challenged the Western view of nature. Modern man, he wrote, does not experience himself as a part of nature but as an outside force, destined to dominate and conquer it. He even talks of a battle with nature, forgetting that if he won the battle, he would find himself on the losing side. And he went on to promote a more humane economics of technology appropriate to the situation and the needs of the people what he described with an element of humour as economics as if people mattered. And sometimes we sense that the small people, the ordinary people, are just caught up in an economics that can dehumanise. An economics as if people mattered. Small is Beautiful could be the title of our readings today because they focus on small things. In the midst of a devastating drought, Elijah asked the widow of Zarephath for a little water and a small loaf of bread. And the unnamed widow explains that she's down to her last handful of flour with a little oil, olive oil to go with it. She's going to make a tiny loaf for her son and herself as a kind of last supper, a last meal. There's nothing more to come. But Elijah 
asks her for the bread and convinces her that that step of faith is worthwhile. He says, go back, make me lo that loaf. That jar of flour will not run dry. That jug of oil will refill. It's an amazing, strange picture. And the widow goes back and makes Elijah the prophet, the great prophet, this little loaf of the poorest of bread. No doubt barley flour, the, the poor, poor people's flour, making a little loaf to sustain Elijah and then to sustain herself and her son. The bereavement support group uh, Cruz took its name from the old name for the small earthenware pot of oil in this story. A cruise of healing oil that will not run dry as we help each other. The generosity of the widow keeps flowing through the encouragement and care of the prophet. And the small action of sharing a little loaf of bread and a cup of water become a moment of sacred healing and hope. It's an encounter that has such intimacy and care. And the widow and her son find hope for the future. Well, miraculously refilling jars are the stuff of legend, but that picture is one that we need to hold into our hearts because when we do give away, we find that our hearts can be refilled. As we hold everything to ourselves in the economics of greed, then life becomes poorer. But as we give away, life becomes richer. It's a paradox that is expressed in that story. A jar that miraculously won't run dry. And we come with that faith that the love of God will not run dry as we draw from that well, that deep well of the love of God, it refills again and again to come to God, come to that amazing loving God. Give what you can and you will find yourself given so much in that amazing grace. A small action, a small cup of water and a little loaf of bread, the poorest of bread, a moment of healing and hope for all.
Well, Jesus had an eye for small things too. And his parables speak of, uh, of tiny coins and seeds and sheep lost and found. His heart goes out to the ordinary people, the people who were often exploited or oppressed or confused by life. And his heart goes out to the widows of his time, so dependent on family relations to survive in a hard world. His anger is directed at those who puff themselves up, who are arrogant or self-important. And his anger is directed at those who exploit others for their own gain. So today we heard at the beginning of that gospel reading harsh words directed at the teachers of the law who like to have the most important seats in the synagogues and places of honour at the banquet. Those who, in Jesus' word, devour widows' houses and for a show make lengthy prayers. It's a challenge to anyone who is leading worship. Uh, make sure your praying is not a big show. Make sure your praying connects with this generous, just-filled God. For we know that a big show of religiosity does not impress Jesus. He can see through sham and bluster. He wants people to be real in their relationship with God and real in their relationship with each other. And so his eye turns to that widow who's putting a couple of tiny coins in the temple treasury. Her small action speaks to Jesus of a generous heart, someone giving more than she could afford in contrast to the rich people who give much more in wealth terms but much less in heart terms. It's the unnamed poor woman that Jesus wants us to remember. Not all the rich folk with their money to spare. And at the heart of this reading is sacrifice and generosity. And perhaps that takes us back to the big issue that we began with for the climate conference to bring real change, there will be need to be a change of heart at all levels of society, a willingness to make sacrifices and to be generous in our relationship to the rest of the natural world and to each other as one humanity. But alongside that theme of sacrifice and generosity is another theme, that of injustice. Was it right for the poor woman to give those last two coins into the treasury? Yes, for her, it signified her devotion to God and to the work of the temple, and Jesus commended her for it. But he was also aware of exploitation 
He protested vigorously against the injustices he saw at the heart of the temple life. He spoke of teachers devouring widows' houses. And that again can take us back to Glasgow and to the climate talks, to pray that the voices of the poorest nations and the poorest peoples may be heard. For often they are in areas most affected by extreme weather events and least able to protect themselves from, from them. We need to be voices for justice in our world and compassion for those who will suffer the most effects of the climate crisis that is unfolding. Those two stories speak of small is beautiful. They speak of hope and healing, of justice and generosity. And as we come to the Lord's table, we share a small piece of bread and a small cup of juice or wine which speak of that overflowing love of Jesus. One who gives his all for us and for the world. A love that will never run dry, that we will fill again and again. We take, we eat, we drink, and we are refilled with that generous, sacrificial love of Christ.